episode 148 of The Morgan Official Court Street Podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me, always, is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, what's going on, man? What's up? Uh, oh, man. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. You know, we, we are going through spring. Like, it's 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 happening. We're, we're quickly <laughs> getting to the summer. So Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's rolling, dude. Yeah, and speaking of Roland, let's get rolling on these coming attractions. We actually have a couple of trailers to talk about. Uh, so the first is for Peacock. It, uh, three, ep- what was it? Like a three special thing? Yeah, like uh, a three uh, um, episode event. I'm not sure what length, but three, right. three part special or whatever. So for the, it's called The Continental from the World of John Wick. Officially, that's what it's called. But oh, it's the, really? That's. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the John Wick spinoff that's a prequel set uh, with Winston and his young days of managing the Continental. So I wasn't really interested in that story, Arturo. I don't know about you. You know, I like I like Winston in the John Wick movies. We've talked about this. Yes, the best part, right? Yeah, um, uh, Ian McShane's a big part of that. Um, Yeah, uh, this is like Winston back in the seventies, as uh, Tex mentioned. It's him. Right when, uh, you know, like in the fruition of the Continental under yes. the uh, under the table, under the pile of the table and stuff like that. Honestly, like it, it has a lot more action than, than I anticipated. I thought right. they were going to go a little bit more low key, more serious. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's John Wick, obviously. So I'm what? Why would I ever even think such nonsense? Right. Yeah, so, right. Why would you think it was going to be something different? I'm like, right? I'm like oh, it's going to be you know, a smaller scale <laughs> kind of thing. But then I saw all the action um, and I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, and, um, and it's coming to Peacock. So, you know, we yeah. are going to check it out because you and I both have Peacock for WWE. So why not, right? It's, and, it's easily accessible, which is great. Um, yes. Uh, we did talk about um, the John Wick universe and all that stuff, how, you know, um, I wasn't as interested as most people were. But, like, seeing their ideas for it, you know, my interest is a little peaked, to be honest. So I'm going to have to retract that statement, especially with uh, the ballerina um, uh, story coming yeah, with, up with Anna so that's super interesting on itself because she's super talented and i was um i was intrigued by the whole ballerina gimmick that was going on there um uh yeah what was it in in chapter two i want to say was it chapter two um okay when we're introduced to um angelica houston's character yes yeah because he he needs like passage to something i forget what it was but uh yeah some shit like that (laughs) yeah it took a while for them uh, to make it then so yeah yeah, um, it would be super mage if they can bring angelica houston in for you know just real quick or something um uh, why not what because you know it'd be nice like to see her hands again because they put you know remember like in part three oh yeah they they, just stabbed her hands right but she's still alive um i i didn't see her get killed in part three. No, that um, was that was just her punishment. Yeah, just so to- it, it would be cool to see her reprise that role real quick, just to give us a quick little introduction. Justin, you know, just is ballerina a movie or is I that going to be a show? I think it's planned as a movie. I don't, okay. I don't, right. I don't know if it's going to end up like this continental one, but you know, I, with Anna it, de Armas, it kind of has to be a movie, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, Netflix has her kind of, you know, in tow oh, there with, you know, with the Marilyn Monroe stuff and, that's you know, and all that true. stuff. And so she, was, she just did a thing for Apple. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. yeah it, everyone's it up in the air. Everyone's yeah. freaking getting married to one of these streamers <laughs> it, it was like that uh timothy shamalit uh commercial uh, you know for apple he was like hey apple call me because everyone's yeah. doing an apple show right so and you know um, what yeah. they still have it he still isn't in one as far as i've seen so you know it's I for the best right now just give him some you know uh, 
It's a big feature thing because that kid's talented. But anyways, yeah. um, a Continental looks interesting. We're going to watch it. Um, but what looks even more interesting, Tex, it's yes. next up on our incoming attractions is uh, we got the trailer for the Marvels finally. And, and yes. we can finally, you know, dissect this thing and pick apart what looks to be what I think, honestly, uh, a fun movie. Dude, it um, looks it looks fun. Like, it looks uh, fun. You know, you know, as much as people I'm, are hyped, I'm into it. right? Like as much as people are hyped about like Guardians and stuff like that. I that first time I saw this trailer, I'm like, yo, this looks legit. Like I I don't know what it is about this one in particular, but it just looks fun. I think it's uh you know Aman Vellani, you know, her Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. You know, it was we we liked her in Miss Marvel. You know, it's the same thing we were saying about the other young Avengers, right? Where it's like, yo, it's clear that Marvel is picking these scene stealers to like, you know, for the next generation. And she was all over that trailer, dude, and just stealing the show already. So I'm I'm down. I I can't wait. That's going to be the case with her. Um, She was super talented. We talked about Mm -hmm. her tons when we reviewed um uh you know her show um a while back in the archives go check that out but uh you know we were waiting for a moment like this when um uh, marvel can finally gather their you know their roster right um or start gathering their roster in one place and start having them bounce back off each other right um uh, so i am definitely um super interested to see what exactly comes about this whole entire thing how that all ties into phase five if they're gonna mm-hmm. bring up anything with kang any of that stuff but um even brie larson looks to be pretty cool over here I um mean, she looks like she has a personality finally yeah so, like, uh, yeah big time yeah. i wasn't really a fan of uh, of her character or the, or the origin movie I thought it was a little boring. Um, uh, it's it, it's wild too because that character in particular, like I have no problem with Brie Larson being cast as her, but I feel that they didn't write Miss Marvel properly yeah, for they, her. You they, know, yeah, it's clear they did her a disservice, right? They yeah, gave her yeah, like absolutely. nothing to. They gave her nothing to work with in terms of like an actual, yeah, like an actual personality, an actual yeah. character, right? Because she was just like <laughs> there I, wasn't much to work with. Yeah, 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 and even you know, even if it was like, oh, she. He's like the Superman of Marvel, right? Like, yeah. e- e- even if it were like that, you can argue Superman is given a personality, right? Oh, like yeah, big time. Absolutely. He's the nice farm boy. But she didn't even get that. She was just kind of like there. Because because technically, like, her personality is supposed to be that kind of, um, you know, like a Hal Jordan. Um, you know, right. like, they're both fighter pilots and, you know, like, they both have that kind of attitude when it comes to um, their character. I'm not saying the quirkiness because Hal Jordan has a bit more of um, of comedy mi- uh, mixed into it mm-hmm. um, from what I've seen. But it's, you know, they didn't really give her a lot to kind of, you know, dive into in terms of just character. But right. this time around, it looks like, you know, she has a personality, as we just said. Um, we include... Um, the Rambo character, I forgot what her name yeah, was. Monica Rambo. Yeah, yeah, Monica Rambo, who's who plays a different like what is her character name in Marvel? I I, I want to say Spectrum. I, I think it's Spectrum. Yeah, uh, it, if if I remember right, because in Marvel Snap, she's named Spectrum. So I'm just like, okay. yeah, yeah, which is a good game by the way. Everybody play Marvel Snap if you're not playing <laughs> it. It's addicting. But um, yeah, and you know, on that note, it looks like a summer movie. So it's a shame that it got bumped to November. You know, this one looks like, yeah, this would have rocked it in the summer. You know, a little, yeah, little um, fun I'm, little blockbuster. So I'm you know, curious but, why that is, um, being I mean, that, like, 
the like delays. Marvel use your rules the summertime, you know, you know, maybe they're a little scared because of Guardians being so close in May. They were like, we don't want it to get swallowed up. By yeah, the Guardians it, stuff. it might. It might be like, well, if if anything, uh, you know, because of the stuff that happened with Quantumania, it might be like, oh, visuals and stuff like that. So maybe they're taking mm, more time, which is yeah, a smart a thing point. to do. Yeah, would, they they have yeah. announced they're slowing down like the release of their shows and stuff like that. It's why we're not getting Secret Evasion until like June yeah. or stuff like that, right? Listen, so, like, I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, that way we don't oversaturate ourselves with that content. And also it gives them time to kind of figure shit out, right? Yeah, like, it, right? <laughs> yeah, like fix if, what you're if, doing. At any time. You know, it's funny, like, um, because the pandemic in 2020 kind of helped them out as well in terms of scheduling and moving things around and right. stuff like that, right? Um, this is one of the times where they need a an alley-oop like that, right? Like, yeah. not a pandemic, but, like, just yeah, it's, a, a break from yeah, it's the, the releases, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, give us time to miss it, you know? Give us time yes. to want the other ones. And, yeah. and you know, silver lining of the pandemic, God forbid, right? Silver lining of the pandemic was yeah. that because we were so lacking, you know, WandaVision came out and we were like, finally, something. Yeah. And, you know, that's, we need that energy again, right? Uh, yeah. Speak, Speaking of that, speaking of that, finally something. Uh, well, no, this is a weird transition to it, but um, so but it is something though. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So we yeah. got a, a trailer for an interesting new horror movie. Uh, Talk to me, which yeah. I I don't recognize the directors behind this. Uh, they're apparently like a duo. I'm intrigued. You know, it's another it's I am another A24 joint. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. I am intrigued. I honestly have to say I, I didn't do my homework on this one to see wh- what these guys directed beforehand. I don't, um, yeah, I don't uh, recognize it either. Honestly, like, um, it looks interesting, right? It, it looks, looks better than A24's you know, last effort to try and give us a cool horror flick with Bodies, 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 right, last year. Right. Um, uh, but um, this one looks interesting. It, um, it, I like you the know, gimmick. I, yeah, I got to admit, I'm a big sucker for that gimmick. Like dude, the, the whole, absolutely. The whole yeah. hand – I, I like the I like the hand aspect. I like the I like the talk to me. I yeah. think that's a that's a, just a fun like. I like know, the time aspect of that too. Like, yeah. hey, listen, like you won't you can't go past ninety seconds or else like it's gonna you know it's gonna leave the door open. So pretty much like if you guys aren't aware or haven't seen the trailer, um, it deals with this kind of amputated you know left hand. I think it is where you kind of shake it right and then say talk to me. You hold on to it. You say, talk to me. And it's like a seance kind of effect. Right. You know, where, you know, you're talking to the dead pretty much is the whole gimmick behind it. Um, but then, you know, shit always happens when you talk to the yeah. dead. And you don't want to close that Hung door, on man. for too long. And now there's like a. <laughs> so I don't talk to ghost. the dead, folks. Yeah, yeah. Shit always happens, you know. Yeah. They got nothing stuff. to lose. <laughs> Standard <laughs> so, stuff, right? Yeah. Like- um, so it looks cool because um, it doesn't look like it's. um that highbrow A24 shit right now, right? Right, like, yeah. It looks like a Conjuring Universe, a Jace kind of movie that you're like, oh, okay, cool. Let's see what's up. And I kind of think that that's where A24 can succeed. You know, like um, if this story is is good, if, if the basic premise of this thing, you know, sticks, you know, and, mm-hmm. and actually works, um, it could be something. Um, the trailer already shows you some cool haunting stuff going on in there. Um, and um, I haven't seen a good haunting movie from A24 in a hot minute. Last time, poof. 
I know. Maybe you and go back to Hereditary I, or something like that. I think that, it's you what know? it is. Like, and uh, like I said, the, the gimmick already has me. So yeah. it, it's gotten me at the point where I'm going to go see this and we are going to review it. So we put it, yeah. we put it on our grand list for the morgue here and, uh, we'll report back to you once we figure out what's going yes, on with this thing. It right? is on uh, the docket, folks, officially. <laughs> so speaking of the docket, we also have uh, the last voyage of the Demeter, which is, uh, something that came out of nowhere, right? Like, I, I've never heard of it before. I didn't know it was in the works, something like that. I know it's like a, an old short story, but to like see a trailer for it before yeah. one of our featured presentations today, I was like, yo, like this was kind of random. And yeah. I mean, I'm down for like a, you know, a practical Dracula movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, this one was part of the list of um, of previews that I was going through when I would when I was doing research for the episode mm-hmm. um, uh, months ago, and it was on there. But it was we had very very little information on it. Um, um, anywhere I checked, they it, it just mentioned just kind of like vampire movie kind of shit. But uh, we finally got the trailer. The vampire looks dope. It has a very um, Bram Stoker look to it. So you get this very you know like a winged kind of you know ugly looking bald vampire stuff and uh, it looks like it's just uh sucking a bunch of blood and i think the premise behind it um i haven't read the story i've heard the title before but the premise is pretty awesome i mean you're on this boat you know an old-timey boat pretty much right it's basically uh from a chapter from bram stoker's dracula itself like the actual book you okay, know, that's why it, it, that's why the guy looks like the Bram Stoker edition of yeah, uh, of and it, it yeah. is just about a, a captain. Like, well, it's officially called the Captain's Log, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so it's just th- that story, and it's directed by Andre Overdahl, um, Andre Overdahl, who you know we we've talked about uh, before because he still has one of the best like possession movies. I think I, what did we classify that as? I don't remember, but uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. It yeah. Was it was either possession or like I forget it was like witch. It was witch possession shit, honestly. Yeah, you um, and I. And it was you, absolutely excellent. But yeah, so it's good. it's one of the, like the best versions of those movies ever. It's, it's so good. We we'll definitely have to crypt that for you guys at some point. Um, yeah. But it, it came out of nowhere. The story, um, the scale of everything, it was a small scale, but it it was a very enclosed you know story because it just took place in this autopsy room. But yeah. then just the core of the story unfolding throughout just absolutely yeah, fantastic cool everything stuff. and it everything was like, done all practical great shit yeah and even though uh he also did scary stories to tell in the dark and you and i both were like uh i don't think either of us really liked it but we didn't dislike it either we didn't dislike it i haven't watched it again but you know like i didn't hate it i thought um they use practical effects to like yeah. you know, the umpteenth degree over here um so this is why i really it actually got where it got the high scores from was that look that it had because it it pretty much you know copied exactly what the art pages look like in the book yeah and it's and exactly. that was a creepy visual all alone so yeah. now he has um now what, he's doing Dracula, to be like a big you know? yeah so you know and it seems like he has a, a a pretty good budget here um and what i like so far what i've seen it it looks practical the setting kind of helps things because it's all you know contained it's self-contained in that ship so right. even in the, in the trailer they kind of say yo we're kind of fucked over here because in the daytime we're good but at night we're stuck you know we're at the mercy of this thing so that should lead to um some pretty good you know uh sequences let's let's cross our fingers folks right um and hope that is the case but uh in the meantime in between time it's time for our future presentation 
We're back, folks. With our feature presentation this week, we have a double one for you again. Um, and and just continuing with the Dracula trends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Renfield, first up to bat, right? Yes. Um, and uh, speaking of Dracula, we have Dracula here in this movie. Um, it's supposed to be uh, te- 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 technically a direct sequel to the, you know, the 30s Dracula, which, you know, wasn't really my favorite. But one thing I do have to say before I start breaking this thing down is pretty much is is pretty much that, you know, Nick Cage made this movie for me. Um, that would be the only reason I would tell someone to watch it. But it's a it's a wait for it. From me, how about you, Tex? Yeah. So, so what we're getting, you know, we're getting a lot of the, you know, we're, you know, we're usually on the other side of this thing, you know, when when critics like bash something, and then you get like audiences going, oh, well, go see it; it's super fun. Critics know what they're talking about, and uh, I'm seeing a lot of that, you know, from Enfield, like, oh, go see this in theaters; it's super fun. Like, do it. Critics don't know what they're talking about. I get it? I mean, I can see why people would say that, right? And usually, we are on the other side of that, but this time, it's like, well. If, you know, it's just Nicolas Cage and yes, it's legitimately, yeah, like in terms of our scale, like a pay for it, wait for it or stay away from it. It's not as bad as like, don't watch it. But also it's not like, don't really, you know, don't really pay for it as soon as it's available for streaming either. It's like, you know, hit it when eventually it'll be on Peacock, you know, check it out on like, a, it's one of those Sunday afternoon watches. You yeah. Know I mean? Watch it on like on anything. F- yeah. If you don't watch it right away either. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, um, there's a lot of issues w- with this movie. I understand why uh, people would say, Oh, you know, it's fun. Go watch it in theaters. Um, because you know, there are some aspects here that, you know, can, attract you know certain audience you know uh you know uh, members depending on their likes and stuff but here at the morgue we are here to talk about the entire movie including the story um the characters and everything in between um and that being said um it's it's like tech said it's it's not even like a wait for it in terms of oh i can't wait to see it on demand you know what i mean um it's yeah, it'd be one thing to be like, oh, if you can't go to the theater yeah, and check it out as yeah, soon yeah, as it hits, yeah. like, no, it, it's not. Like, it's, you see Nick Cage all over the advertising for good reason. Like, he for is, good reason, indeed. He yeah. is really holding this thing up, like, by himself. You know? Yes, and, and, and through and through as well. Yes, and he's not the main character. Yeah. That's the thing. He's not the main character at all. Like it's, it's set. It is about Redfield. And what the funny thing is that it starts out as a sequel to the Bela Lugosi mm-hmm. acted Dracula back in the 1930s. Uh, yeah. you know, and we, you know, it, it starts us out with like, you know, imposing Nicolas Cage within like the, the movie and stuff like yeah. that. Like it, there's funny stuff like that. Like I, I really like the central hook of it. Yes. But then like, then it goes into the modern day and the real movie starts and it's like, well, oh, okay. Like I, it becomes like a, a thing of like an abusive, uh, an abusive boss and their worker who, you know, who is abused. And like, there's a lot of uh, complicated stuff about, you know, their relationship or whatever. But at the same time, like, it's not entirely interesting. Like, it's not really like, you know, <sighs> Thank you. It, it stays, Thank you, Tex. it's, Thank it's a you. dynamic that stays one note. It'd be, you know, 
and that's that's the central premise of the movie is that Randfield, uh, without getting into spoilers yet, because you know, this is still all spoiler free. Randfield is like it, it's what you see in the trailer. He's you know he's over the fact that Dracula keeps abusing him, and he you know he wants something else out of his life and all that. And, you know, and that's just kind of like, that's kind of where it stays. Like, it yeah. kind of stays um, in that, that yeah, you know. That's never... all. Like, well, what you see is what you get with that character. Right. And it's unfortunate because it is the protagonist of the movie. As Tex mentioned a little while ago, um, Nick Cage is not the protagonist. Like, he, I am, listen, I am very freaking glad that he is in the movie for as much as he is right because i thought seeing the trailer at the, at the very beginning we we're like oh you know we'll probably see dracula for like you know a little bit and then it's all going to be renfield i'm like um so yes it is we're going to see renfield a lot in this one um but luckily um the story does involve a heavy dose of dracula yeah he gets um, to and, be he gets to be the main antagonist you know which is goodness for that because dude he uh he he kills it like he yeah had so much fun with this character, and one thing I really enjoyed about um, his character is the stages of uh, of makeup that he went through. You know, through the ages and the feeding process, right? Like um, as he regenerated back to his uh, his uh, his proper form, he had um, they legit spent the entire budget on on Nick Cage, and rightfully so because that's the only worth it part of the movie. Um, and I really like that's the thing, like. As a horror fan, if you're out there and you're a true horror fan, I would say go watch it for Nate Cage's performance as Dracula. It just sucks that you have to kind of sit through all this Renfield shit. Yeah. You know, those glimpses of 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 magic happen on screen. You know, like I was just waiting for the next time he was back on screen to see more of him. Um, and um, I think as Tex mentioned, you see him in all the marketing for a reason because they knew like, hey, like we have to push it like this because there's not much else. Yeah. Um, in terms of story, um, there's there's not there's nothing there in my opinion. Like I don't like the dynamic that uh, you know our leads have, which is Aquafina and Nicholas Holt's character Renfield. Um, Aquafina plays this cop, right, and also plays like a weird kind of love interest dynamic. Yeah, it's- which I wasn't really a fan of. Yeah, it, it's not quite clear. Uh, so digging into spoilers because we're we're kind of already getting there. Uh, it, yeah, there's not a lot of this, there. Yeah, it's not a lot of movie to spoil. And the thing though too with that is like, yeah, it's a 90 minute movie, and you know Arturo and I are big fan of 90 minute hitters. You know, get in, do your job, then leave. Right. That's and, it. But this one, it, it felt like a really really long 90 minutes it dragged a lot of ass absolutely yeah. yeah yeah like by the time like by the time it really gets going i'm like man i really could have ended this a long time <laughs> yeah i'm like it, man it, i'm still sitting here you know it's very, it's very as you mentioned it's very one note it's very yeah. repetitive you know it's yeah. always him going back to this little you know support group and talking about the same stuff it's a lot of him spending time there um and then him spending time in his in this like apartment now that because he wants to be his own man and stuff like that right um it it's like you don't have much here you yeah, know you get like um, these you get like these john wick fight scenes because renfield like his ability gives him powers 
uh, whatever eats bugs. Yeah. And, you know, it starts out like, you know, it's that's the thing. This movie, it starts out interesting. Like, I was kind of feeling it, you know, in the beginning. I'm like, okay, you give me the setup. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Some good Nicolas Cage in there. You know, you get that scene where he's like manipulating him into being like, you know, no one else will want you. I'll be, I'm the only one who can protect you. That was fantastic. It was good, man. Yeah. It was good stuff by Nick Cage. Yeah. It's good Nick Cage, but it's also good Dracula character. Yeah. Evil fucking despicable Dracula. Yeah. Like, I, just yes. dastardly, you know what I mean? And, and that's the thing. So that's why I back you up when you say, yeah, if you're like a really you know, diehard horror fan who's like a, a universal monster horror fan on top yeah. of that, not just like, oh, I like horror movies, but if you're straight up like, yeah. oh, I like the monsters, I like werewolf, I like the wolfman, I like the mummy, I like Dracula, then you'll want to see this Dracula, because Nick Cage, yeah. is a, they give him good stuff to do. Like, he Agreed. He, he gets some good lines, he, like, the, the scenes he gets with Holt are great. Like, he gets some good, good evil Dracula dialogue, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, he's absolutely. straight up talking about, like, yo, uh, it's played off as a joke, but he's like, yeah, I'm a bus full of nuns, or cheerleaders, and all that stuff. I want, like, all that he was serious <laughs> yes but he was totally serious and and so like all that is great all that is great but then like you're right you spend so much of the movie exploring redfield yeah. and then like these john wick fight scenes that like the first time you're like yeah that's okay you know i'm willing to accept that that first one and then, yeah. and then it happens again i was like okay like and then, it was then so the, like yeah <laughs> like i understood the gimmick behind it because you wanted to show off the renfield action shit but like it was so disconnected right from that little kind of you know mafia story that was going on at first right, right. um yeah. because like there's you know there's police corruption in here and aquafina's father was um a sergeant in the force who was killed by these dirty cops or some like mafia that works with the police like there's a story here that you could have kind of had there um uh going and just intervened with dracula here and there but then like they went all out with action and and i think that was a big fault one of the main reasons is because of all the cgi they used for the action it was it was all cgi like like this is why the dracula scenes stand out because all the prosthetics on him were actual practical stuff um you see some like actual practical blood and stuff like that with dracula involved but then when you get to all these big action pieces it's all cgi like a cgi bullet holes a cgi blood i you know yeah i appreciate the arms being taken off and all that stuff but you know it's it's all computers man yeah, like it really took me out of it really really took me out of it big time it sucks that like we didn't get creative like gore until that final fight right until like you know the arms getting ripped off and being used as weapons like, yeah that's creative funny stuff the 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 shot where he's like jumping down onto the dude and the arms yeah. are ripping off and like the blood yeah, onto the dude's head too right he smashes the guy's yeah. head and that's great stuff but then when you write when you remember that it's all cg and there's no like yeah. physical mm-hmm. blood being thrown everywhere with that, all the uh, yes that's my thing yes, is that thanks. like it feels weirdly toothless that like yes despite all tons of blood flying everywhere yeah like text mentioned off air after he he saw the movie he was like dude like with all the blood you know that you know that actually is on screen you would think there would be actual more 
practical blood splatter going on but or at uh, least most of the time he comes out freaking looking super clean yeah which it, is like i don't know i'm i'm trying to like i was trying to figure out like yeah i was trying to figure out why right like is it like a tone thing is it like a <laughs> oh people wouldn't be laughing if he was covered in blood but no but i kind of like, feel the like, opposite right like, i i wholeheartedly agree it would have hit a lot better like honestly like that was a big big flaw and downfall of the movie is using that much amount of cgi it's like listen i don't mind if you use it for a dude getting his arms ripped off whatever i get it but like the blood in just the blood in general right Right. that is the bothersome part because there was just so much of it and so much was just completely fake you know and that is that's a big no-no in my world, yeah, especially and, when you're dealing with, you know, you know, fucking Dracula. And that's, you don't give me fucking CG blood like that, man. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to figure out because, you know, is it is it that people wouldn't be able to laugh if, like, because they do – there's a lot of quote-unquote violence in here, and there is. Like, when you look at it at face value, there's a ton of, like, people dying. There are people getting killed in, like, gruesome ways. Like, yes, it's cartoony, but, you know, it's cartoon, like, it's still cartoon violence, right? Yeah. And, you know, they even, they, they even at the end, make sure to, like, rip Dracula's body apart, which is super funny like i'll admit i really like that idea of like yo there are so many ways to deal with vampires in pop culture they don't know what's right so they just did everything right yeah they just like chopped them up and like put them into like you know concrete ice cubes and stuff like that yeah and that's just that's just funny stuff like that like it's you know it's just like i don't know if they thought oh if he was if they were covered in blood while they were doing it you wouldn't be able to laugh but if you're making an R-rated horror comedy, you're already there, right? Yeah, and you're it's like, already, dude, you you're already, already got permission from mommy and daddy to just go for it. Yeah, and you're so, already like, doing why? that much, right? In terms of like violence, maybe it like was that. a budget thing, but I don't listen. Could they not I don't afford know like, how the finances <laughs> of Hollywood work? I don't know right. if fake blood, fake practical blood, is more expensive than CG blood. I have no clue, but you know, there are choices here that were made that you know, kind of, you know, just knock this down several pegs because of it um uh, for instance tex was talking earlier about the universal monster aspect of it like that's where my rating comes from i gave this thing a five simply because of the back end of my rating system i think it does a great job feeding into the legacy of the universal monster stuff of the actual dracula i think it looks great when they do that black and white dracula stuff that they did um even at the end of the movie uh, they had like several you know a a different stills and stuff like that of his old time look which i think they should have done more in the movie right um, and there yeah. is there is a shot towards the end where uh nicholas cage is in his full like bella lugosi dracula bella lugosi, and, and you there get is, the Morticia adams you know yes. spotlit eyes and everything it looks gorgeous and i'm like we needed more of that you know because that is what worked and that's where my score came from like it got full scores for legacy and for the horror of it all because nick cage understood his he understood the role he was getting yeah, into he, i, he I was what he had to do yeah yeah and, i and- don't think uh the remainder of the of the story knew what it, it wanted to do but but that being said though the antagonist like uh the guy that you know the bad guy the son uh the uh, lobo teddy son, lobo right? yeah sonic teddy lobo who, he who was, also is the voice of sonic which is which is like i was like yeah. blow my mind because i totally <laughs> fucking forgot I'm like why does this guy look familiar it's fucking sonic dude yeah yeah but but he was cool like he like i liked his character because it was a good foil right like yeah just and- uh, I like you put him in there and you have fun. I like the gimmick because eventually you knew he was going to become like the the new servant, right? And I oh do, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do, 
I gotta admit, I, I was really digging when he like snorted up the centipede. Yeah, when he snorted yeah. the centipede. You see, yeah. that's good use of CGI. Yeah. You know I mean, like that's what CGI is for. Not so you can just, you know, you know, throw a CGI bucket of blood on somebody and get like yeah. one, like, you know, so couple speaking streaks. Speaking of him, his like his death comes from when he's like getting kicked in the chest so hard, like his his butt explodes, right? And like it does like this whole Mortal Kombat X-ray yeah, kind of moment which, for it, but then like yeah, and once again bringing up the the fact that it feels toothless that he just kind of falls there, and it's like yo, there should be a ton more blood right now. We should be yeah, getting, should be like, a ton more blood and shit around him, like yeah. literally shit. And, and you know what's weird though, like that that one little part where you mentioned like that X-ray thing, you know, like why just do it once? You know, that was the only time it was done in the movie. And yeah. it was, it was a, a little weird. Um, I wish if, again, like if it was going that route again, right? Like if you're going that way, just go dude, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're not stopping you from that. Cause obviously you're having fun adding this stuff to your story. Cool. Let's use it. Let's just fucking take advantage of it and just go for it. I feel like, as you mentioned, you, you put it perfectly toothless right yeah they, they, um all bark no bite yeah it, um, it sucks there yeah. are there are cool ideas in here i'm not gonna lie and that's why it gets any yeah, credit at dude, all like when renfield pulled, the whole, when he gets his teeth pulled out like when he pulls uh, dracula's teeth out and then they yeah, stay like he his, uses that yeah that was dope and also like i really dug um that little kind of sequence where you see him go throughout you know the, you know the, the ages kind of with dracula and stuff like that and like and trying to find him food like that was cool yes like we should have gotten more of that like in order for us to understand why you're so sick and tired of this shit like i understand you've been doing this forever but like i think we should have gotten more of of that uh build-up of him just being you know what i fucking had it like let's say he he sent him on some wild ass mission you know you know and then he just he just had it he just done with everything like we didn't get that you know what i mean we just got him kind of all of a sudden Oh, I'm done with this and blah blah blah. I'm like, but why? You've yeah. been doing this for so and, freaking you know, long. Like, Holt, you don't even belong in this time period. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you gonna do with yeah. yourself? And Nicholas Holt is fine. Like, that's the thing. He's fine for what he's it is. fine. I don't have any problems against Holt playing the character. Yeah, and, I think it's the way the uh, the actual character was built. You yeah, know? and it's the same thing with Aquafina. Like, I don't have problems with Aquafina. It's just this wasn't it. You know, it's like this isn't yeah. like a you know this isn't Aquafina's role. She wasn't right for the character, honestly. Yeah, that <laughs> she was, wasn't like that she was, honestly was not right for the character. If anything, like they should have swapped like the sisters, maybe. Like I think that like, would have worked a little better. Like it's just the fact that they had her so like it's a very loud character, right? Right. And they tried to like it didn't find its tone with her properly, right? Because yeah, they wanted to do that like. Because she's comedic, right? So she has, you know, she's able to do that very yeah, well. She, so she gets some of those She did moments. the funny stuff. Yeah. You know, exactly. All, all the funny stuff was done right. But when it came to kind of, you know, expose the killer of her dad and all that stuff, I I didn't believe it. Yeah. Um, and then they tried this weird, yeah. like, like you were alluding to earlier, they tried this weird, like, I don't know if it was a romantic connection. Because it didn't really but seem it, like that either, right? Like, it was just kind of like. It, it, it was, but they connected in a. Uh, uh, in a more than like they connected in like a very more than friends kind of thing. Yeah, though. there's I mean, like, a, there was a vibe. Like, there was a vibe. Yeah, there was definitely a vibe, but it was it was weird because I'm like, my man, like, what do you know about this? Like, yeah. you've been doing, you've been feeding Dracula for God knows how long. You know that that's why I had a lot of problems with the story because um, they kind of 
forgot why Renfield wanted to go away, right? They got into this whole kind of, you know, cops and robbers thing. Like they threw this Dracula situation in the middle of an ongoing investigation pretty much, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that was the flaw because you had – too many things going on. You you already had your story already there. Renfield trying to feed Dracula and him, you know, kind of being sick and tired of it. Like you, like I feel by doing all the mafia stuff and all that other stuff, like they, they didn't execute it properly. Somebody else could have probably tied everything together properly and, or better, I should say, but these people, like they didn't execute all that. Well, this is why I'm very, very glad that Nick Cage was as awesome as he was. Cause yeah, that's the if only it, thing yeah, that if kept it, me alive in this movie. It's literally, literally. Yeah. If Nick Cage was not Dracula in this movie, no one dude, would be talking. About I him. was like, no one. so yeah. bored with this movie, dude, yeah. like bored. I didn't like, like it's like again I'm so like a broken record. I just didn't like the way they set everything up. It was very boring. The protagonist yeah, didn't click with me. It was tough to like, get through. Yeah, <sighs> but but Nicolas Cage is dope, and when you know he whenever there's I I mean I usually don't say this, but whenever there's like a YouTube compilation of like his best scenes or something, watch that. You know, some, yeah, some dude, honestly, that. yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it would be dope if they just kind of you know compress this movie down to just the Nick Cage minutes, right? Yeah, like just watch that. Yeah, and I w- you'll I be wish, good to go with that yeah, one. I wish he were Dracula in a better movie. I think we'll just stay. We'll, we'll stick it that way, you know. Because yeah, I know he's good at being like an evil Dracula, and he gets some. But like, you know what though? Like some really despicable lines and stuff like in that. In a different yeah. movie, if the movie was different, though, I think the Dracula would have hit different. Like maybe in a negative way. No, well, that's the thing. He, he's. We'll never know. Yeah, and it's not that he's over the top either. That's the thing. He's not really either. It's more – it's definitely over the top, but also not – I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, it's it's a very unique Nick Cage performance. Yeah. Like, it's definitely fucking 1,000% a Nick Cage performance. Right. Um, uh, and I feel because of the way this movie was written, since there wasn't a lot, like, he kind of understood that, hey, I'm going to have to just – you know, not half-ass these fucking scenes. I'm going to have to own this shit and kill it, you know? Right. So I feel if maybe there's a possibility if the story was different, we would not have gotten such a good performance out of Nick Cage um, as we had because he wouldn't have to have carried so much, you know? Right. Um, yeah. But uh, that being said, folks, and speaking of carrying movies, next up in our double feature is The Pope's Exorcist when with none other than Zeus himself, Russell Crowe, baby cakes. <laughs> I don't, like out of all the Russell Crowe roles, this is where we go. You know, Zeus. This and, is and where not, we go, and not and like folks, Gladiator. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was not an understatement when we mentioned that uh, he carries a movie because, like Renfield, um, uh, um, he he's needed one thousand percent in this thing to even keep you like alive with a pulse in this thing. To be honest with you, it's tough to even call it a wait for it text because it's. It's not too great at all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Russell Crowe is awesome in it. He's awesome. He's not the Nick Cage awesome. You know what I mean? But he's awesome enough where, like, he just, he's the highlight because everything else is just so shitty in this movie. And uh, that's where I stand. Maybe stay away from it, actually, right? Like, so I, I, where are you at, Ted? Okay. I, don't completely agree with the stay okay. away from it because there are like like Redfield, uh, but in different ways. So yeah. you know, like Renfield, there are lots of fun ideas in this movie to where like I I kind of the idea of a Pope's Exorcist two 
sounds like I don't want to see it, but at the same time, I kind of <laughs> want. At the same time, you want it. Yeah, like at the <laughs> same time, like I'll I'll check it out. You know, I'm, if 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 it's Russell Crowe though, right? Yeah, like it's kind of gotten me curious, and it's because there are enough good ideas in the foundation and in the story. And in the, in the way it tells its story, where I'm like, I kind of want to see where this goes, you know? And mostly it, it's the, also the opposite problem of Renfield because like it starts out wonky. There's a cool opening scene. There's a, there's a cool twist on like a, a possession that I like in the opening scene. And then, then it kind of peters out, but then it gets, Big it gets, time. it yeah. gets super interesting in like the final third. And so like, yeah, but you got to sit through a lot of shit just yeah, to get and there, though. That's, that's the issue. Yeah. That's why, like, I don't completely agree with your stay away from it, but I also don't, you know, I'm also not going to be like, oh, if anyone doesn't see it, I'm not going to be like, oh, go see it. You know, I'm not going to push anybody to it. So I'm like, I'm in the wait for it, but, like, in the bottom rung of wait for it. Like, wait, There's not like, enough Russell Crowe in this thing for me to get to the wait for it in Renfield level. It'll be, oh, if there yeah. was... If there was a bit more of the Russell Crowe in it, uh, a bit less of like some, you know, uh, clergy characters that were just no, fucking ridiculous. So so that's the thing, right? Uh, so I kind of like that. Like thinking about it, yeah, they turned the Vatican system into like like 80s cop stuff. You know, the Pope. Yeah. The Pope is basically now just the chief going, I'm going to yeah, say, yeah. you're a loose cannon. You're a loose cannon, Gabriel. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's like... Oh, you're a loose cannon, Gabriel. I gotta send you on this dangerous mission that I've heard about, you know, and like, and that's the thing. You, you, Gabriel, uh, Gabriel, uh, he, you know, Russell Crowe's character, he's an interesting character. And that's the thing. It's, it's not on the Dracula level, but he's also interesting, you know, like he's, yeah, he's chewing it up. Like he's really like, he's playing it up. He's like, but they give him a, they give him some, they give him personality. They give him like a back, a backstory that's interesting. You know, yeah, there's a little, it's a little messy, but this, like, that's so why I'm like, yeah, I kind of have to give it credit to where it's due in terms of like, this is why Russell Crowe agreed to do it. Right. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah because, because it had something for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It had something for him. Um, and that's honestly, that's all I really saw in it. Like, um, it did have a story in there deep down inside, but what we got, it was, it was too little too late with that. Like at the end, it gets a little bit more fun when when we see that there's like this whole kind of like yeah, it turns like, into like, like yeah, it a whole like hey, we have a whole map of like all these crazy possessions and shit. I'm like, what the fuck was this earlier? Yeah, and <laughs> that's that's the issue, right? Because so- that's that's the cool shit that I want to see more of. And Russell Crowe seems to be more engaged to that part of everything, yes. right? But like, this is my huge problem with it, like. After the first sequence, right, where um, – spoilers ahead, right? Like there's a um, – in the first sequence, there's a possession. Obviously, you know, the first introduction to the exorcist, whatever, right? right? So there's, there's a possession where um, he coerces a demon to jump from the possessed dude into this pig and then they automatically shoot the pig in the head. Which and is like – I that got that me. Was, I was like, yo, dude, that's a very – super engaged, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Is this what I'm signed up for? OK, yeah, let's do it. Exactly. But then it just – as Tech said, you just peter out completely, completely with the story that you have to, you know, kind of follow, you know, because then you have this mom who just, you know, who inherited a freaking Spanish Abbey from her husband, which is like, 
who the hell was he that yeah. he had this in his yeah, family? Which, you know, spoiler, like, uh, once again, <laughs> we're in full spoilers at this point. Uh, yeah, once again, they, they never really explained who that guy was either, who, who she was married to, why he inherited, like, a fucking... Yeah, so, because, listen... So, yeah, this church ground turned out to yeah. be... So, this is... Okay, yeah. The, the best way to get through it is to just say what the interesting shit is, right? So, yes, exactly. So, this family inherits a fucking church from you know the dead dad and this church was the ground uh, site for like the inquisition and shit like that yeah. so like you know lots of people died in the name of god and all that shit and the twist was that you know the twist revealed is like once once they start digging into the underground of this church and you know you got gabriel and his vespa like opening up the, the fucking it. yo yeah, side note, uh, Russell Crowe the Vespa, that's kind of worth the price of admission. With the red socks yeah. and, like, no pants underneath, right? Yeah, His yeah. Sock. <laughs> that's that's kind of like, yo, I want that. I want it on a poster. <laughs> that's why I scored it a three. I'm like, here, you got to take this for this. You're yeah, good. I'm yeah, done there's, the rest there's, of it. there's at least one solid point for Russell Crowe the Vespa, right? And then it becomes relevant Absolutely. to the plot where he uses it to, like, open the door to, like, the underground shit. Yeah. So, but, no, and it turns out that, like, the, They're the, catacombs, right? Yeah, it's a big fucking burial ground. Yeah, like one of the priests from long ago was possessed by like the king of hell, not Satan. One of the one of the many kings. That, one and, of the the demons, Osmodius, right? Yes, I think there was the name go. of the demon, and mm-hmm. and that demon caused the Inquisition shit, which is just like. I liked all those yes. ideas. I was that into was that cool. Shit. That yes. was very cool. But listen, we get that. In the last, what is it, the last maybe twenty minutes of the movie, right? I, I want to say it's a little bit more than that because it felt more than that. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Where it felt like we still had like an hour to go with all that. You know shit why? Happened. Because the story just got good then. I but think, that was that was the third act of the yes, movie, then. and that's that's the part where it's like, yo, all the good shit, the good reveals about like the the Vatican lore, and when they start diving into like its connection to the demons and shit, that's when it gets good. But like. Like before that, it's just standard exorcist movie and not great at it either. Like the the kid, the the main kid possessed is terrible. Like he sucks. Like he sucks. Yeah, I was not a fan of he, him. Like he's a terrible kid actor all around. Like they probably I, cast him because he had that like look to him. You oh know? yeah, that, like, like oh, he, he's he had that sickly look. To him. Yeah, and they wanted somebody <laughs> gnarly to like put a de- yeah. demon makeup and stuff, which is. I get it, right? Visually, when he's yeah. fully possessed, it's like, I get it. But, like, the whole time before that, I'm like, yo, this kid sucks. And, and it, and that's the shame. It's cause, you know, then you start, once he gets in that third act, then you start learning more about Father Gabriel. And it's like, you know, and the reason he's so, like, he's got his own sins and shit like that. And, like, and that's why you figure out that Russell Crowe's a different kind of priest from the others. You know, he's, like, the, the cool priest. He's, like, drinking and shit like that, right? And, you know, and then it then it becomes, like, a full-on action movie at the end. <laughs> with, like, it gets super comic booky, right? With, like, you know, yeah, the, because, the final uh, demon because then battle. the demon has to, the demon, like, the whole purpose of the demon was to try and possess the pope's exorcist so he can infiltrate the vatican and then kind of spread evil all throughout again and stuff like that um and start a whole another inquisition as tech was saying like he coerced the vatican back in the day um osmodius did the demon to kind of you know start this whole 
Inquisition thing. He wanted to do the thing all over again. And who better than, you know, the dude who can, you know, sit right next to the fucking Pope, you know, right. his own exorcist. Um, so it gets, it gets wild there at the end. Um, but like, like tech said, like it does have some good things in it, man. But like, I w- honestly, I'm at the point right now with movies where it's like, yes, I'm glad you have something good to offer, but, but like, let's the, execute yeah, it properly and, and offer yeah. it. Offer in abundance. If you're gonna give me this story, give me this story. Don't fucking give me like a family I don't I give two shits about, you know. And, and like I don't care about them, dude. I really don't because the movie didn't care about them, you know. And it it was just kind of there. And it takes it's and it's so boring. Text. We talk about Renfield being fucking slow, you know. Like this shit was fucking boring as well, man. Yeah, it, um, it had a lot of scenes where I was like, oh man, you know, and dude. It's a it's, lot of it. Was- it's problematic yeah man. a lot of it was was with that family and it's a shame like you know i get you know maybe they think we'll care about them a lot more than we do but like no. yeah they're um, not they're not um, in the final scene of the movie either because like the final no exactly yeah. they're like oh the family leaves and we don't even see them ever again yeah. it's not like Until, in the conjuring or something where you revisit the family at the end to see them all happy and yeah, shit you know just one of the priests is like yeah the family's fine they're back in america now we bought their cat <laughs> the like we bought their fine. church and all that shit everything's settled <laughs> like he basically said okay all all loops are closed don't ask any questions about any of that stuff and like you know it spends its time setting up a potential pope's exorcist too you know and that's where i'm i'm conflicted because part of me is like you know what if you do if you do a full like demon fighting movie that we got in you know like that we got in this last act i kind of want to see what that looks like right like I, I wouldn't mind seeing that either um i what i don't want and what i'm honestly really tired of is the whole setup for the possession films right it's yeah. always it's always the same shit you know i mean always the same shit and then from there on it's the quality of the makeup quality of the possession and all that stuff like that but it's i'm just tired of it it, it would be super dope if they do do that because it's like you know you know how Underworld showed up and it was like this cool vampire kind of like right. lore thing on the back end with the werewolves and stuff like that. Like that is what this thing kind of, you know, was heading towards in that last act. It's like this underground, like, you know, BPRD kind of thing, right? You know, like a Hellboy where these people are like fighting, you know, these uh these crazy evils from back in the day. So right. if they leaned more towards that dude, I, I would have been full in but by the time we get there dude i'm so done with this movie that i'm like yo let's wrap it up because not even gladiator can save this shit that's the thing too like it sucks because there are there are cool ideas and like i said uh giving them a shout out we got like a bloody naked lady which is just uh uh, i guess it's cool it's always fun to see a bloody naked lady in horror movies that's just good horror points you know absolutely and then like a bird a bird gets its head bitten off and then like there's a super close-up of it so it's like yeah yeah, like it's just good. Like in terms of like stuff like that, there there are some creative like possession visuals that the movie does. Uh, not a possession, but there there's some cool stuff it does with like when it when it's like playing with Gabriel's mind and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. And, but that's the thing. It's 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 a it's a symptom of too little, too late. And like you know, as much as I was sitting there going, yeah, like this is kind of dope. But at the same time, I was like, where was this? And where was this movie? You know, exactly. And, That's why, yeah. Tex, I have a hard time 
recommending it yeah. because it's it's as a horror fan myself, man. Like I've sat through a lot of shit this year so far. It's what well, we're we're mid April, right? I haven't seen a, a a solid horror flick this year, you know, that isn't on a streamer, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It was probably freaking, you know, we have a ghost that's got me a seven. You know, it's like come on. Give me something good, folks. Like, I'm just tired of going to these movies and fucking just being totally disappointed by the story, by the effects. You know, like in Renfield, for instance, if they would have just kind of used practical effects, it would have hit a little different, you know, um, and the story would have been a little bit more tolerable. Yes, it would have still been boring because it has pacing issues, but it would have been better to look at when you have, um, you know, all the practical effects. Being that Dracula also had pra- practical effects on him when he was on screen. So that was a little confusing. Um, it's the same thing over here in Pope's Exorcist. We get a little practical effects stuff, but then we get some, you know, pretty bad possession stuff. It's a very mixed bag of, of, of different things. And then we get the story late. It's not good at the end of the day. I understand why text would say wait for it. I say, like, you know, it's okay to stay away from it only because you can watch other shit. Yeah, um, and that's the thing too, right? It's you can always spend this time watching a better thing. And as much as I love Russell Crowe on a Vespa, you know, as much as that image alone, I was like, yeah, this rules. You know, but <laughs> it was awesome, though. Honestly, that was uh, that, that was really fucking. That's just a great image, honestly. Yeah, like, because like he's just red. so because it's him. It's it's literally him yeah, on the it's, Vespa. It's, it's not, not some a stunt double or yes, something. Yes. And, and you can tell he's having the time of his fucking life Yo. on this thing. In, in full getup and stuff. I can imagine him on the set just riding that thing back and forth being fucking Russell Crowe. Yeah, just having a good... <laughs> yeah, around the world. Yeah, you know, you know he was just having a good day that day. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where it's like, that's one of those images where outside of this movie, I'd be like, oh, I want to see where that's in. You know, but yeah, then, but that's also... You still have to sit through a lot of that movie. And yeah, that that's my final cap on it. Like, it's, it's a wait for it at like the very bottom rung of it of like when it gets on fx you know and you're like you're you're doing laundry and like you know maybe you're playing with the kids or whatever you have it on the background like do something like that like watch it on like fx or something but like you know yeah yeah luckily um today in our double feature we had um at least two strong you know performances right legit legit blockbuster actors right because these gentlemen have been in huge movies right right and they knew and they're like yo they've read that shit it's like oh man how much um, what's that check looking like yeah they both both knew that let's reread this thing and let's you know and let's kill it they understood the mission at hand and thankfully for us um, for me especially, they were the only reasons that that I was able to kind of yeah. stay engaged in this thing yeah, whatsoever it, in both movies. Yeah, otherwise, it would have been a really rough week. Um, it would yeah. be dope to get like the Pope's Exorcist with the Nick Cage Dracula <laughs> at some point. Right? Get us a That'd be so movie, great. Man. Just have him as like yeah. Van Helsing instead or, yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that would be so awesome. But yeah, folks, thank you for listening. This has been episode 148 of the more unofficial Corpse Seed podcast. I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face and with me always is mr nick valdez a big shout out goes to del virus for the artwork a big shout out goes to you guys 
for listening. We have 147 of these things in the archive. Go check it out wherever you get all your podcast stuff, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, any desktop way you can listen to us. I know you guys are doing that too. Thank you so much. You can also catch us every Thursday at 420 on YouTube Live when this show drops, also on Twitch, on Twitter Live, Facebook Live, all that good stuff, folks. Um, And remember, next week, we got a good one for you guys. Evil Dead Rise will going to be the big one for next week. We also get Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, on Netflix. So it's going to be a good one next week, folks. So stay tuned for that one. And remember, it's a scary world out there, but we are here to walk you through it.